Uh, uh, <laughs> you're the one with that gift. A sweet, beautiful face. <laughs> now, let's be honest. <laughs> now that's an avocado-eating dog. This is amazing. Mm. I'm in violation of international treaties. <laughs> so true, bestie. Uh, anyway. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> now. Subtle hints that I'd like to go in for a swim. I'm not going to do what I did the last few weeks and sing along no. because the way the little insider uh, information here on audio recording. If you, uh, if you, okay, I didn't do that voice that long. It hurts. If you, there's a delay on the recording, right? Mm -hmm. There's latency. There's um, a, yep. We're both recording from microphones into computers across the United States. There's, there's delays and 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 like it's extremely technical. Don't try it because you won't be able to yeah. figure it out. We can align it on a clap that we do simultaneously at the same time signature at the beginning of the show so that everything lines up. But no matter what you do, when you play audio and I try to sing along, there's always going to be delay. So what yeah. I've had to do the past few weeks is go back in and find the parts where either of us. But let's be honest, mostly just me are Same. singing along and and like shift it a little bit <laughs> and shift it so that it's in time. And uh, w, that's the only, I'm not double W. It's some very of you technical. May yeah. may think, oh, and then he probably shifted the key, did some pitch shifting, did some correct. I did not. Incredible. That is my voice. Yeah. <laughs> I have perfect pitch, uh, which is the thing I know. Wow. I, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, you I know what perfect pitch is. Listen. It's that movie with Anna Kendrick and that Australian lady. Oh, right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's correct. Who is who is outed mm. against her will? I believe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Rebel Rebel Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Stinky. Yeah, that's, that's a stinky uh, thing to do. Don't mm -hmm. do that. Yeah, don't that's do stinky. that. Yeah, that's you. You. What the dog doing? Yeah. Who's in charge around here? Um. Um. Speaking of who's in charge around here, it's a great question. First item. Um, yeah, so, you know, um, there are lots of dessert options available to you now of days, um, but one of them that is no longer available so <laughs> is the Choco Taco. I'm not going to let you get away. <laughs> God damn it. You can't uh, say... Now of days. <laughs> now of days, you can't get a Choco Taco anymore. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, you can't. I don't know about you, but I loved a Choco Taco. They're you know? delicious. They're now here's the they're thing. They're so good. The yeah. the 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 so-called taco shell, which was like a waffle cone thing, um, yeah. was never quite as crunchy as you wanted. But uh, you know, right. you have to understand that this thing has been you know holding ice cream against it for like who knows how many weeks. You know, yeah, frozen. It was always a little mushy, but it was still quite good. Um, but yeah, I guess. It's been discontinued because I don't know. Maybe we just weren't eating enough of them or something. So, um, I I have to confess I haven't had one in years. I I, me I went through a period yeah. because I went through a period where I was eating entirely too many of them. I sort of had to just like step back and quit cold turkey. So right, maybe they were too good. This maybe is, that's the problem. This is the sort of thing where you never really know what you had until it's gone. Um, which is another song we should do now that I'm thinking about it, but um, yeah, yeah, you know, I they, miss they, it. They, they they paved paradise and and uh, got rid of the Choco Taco. Yeah. Um, one thing that I you know uh, occurred to me reading all these stories is because um, the the Choco Taco was a Klondike product. Every time I read about the Choco Taco and Klondike or whatever, I just deeply desired a Klondike bar. They're and, so good. And then I had to think about the simple, you know, how simple is a Klondike bar? It's just vanilla ice cream surrounded in chocolate. But I don't know what yeah. it is that they put in the chocolate, you know? 
It's crazy. Yeah, some sort of like uh, it's like the same magic shell kind of thing. It's like some sort of wax or something that hardens. But like, do they cold. put something habit forming in there? I I don't know. Why does it <laughs> taste so good? Well, yeah, I don't know why it's so good. Uh, yeah. And and it's like very difficult to eat. Like by the time you're done, like, because I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, chocolate and ice cream both melt. Yeah. Um. And when you're holding them, they melt. Well, and so inevitably, they're... as you bite down on it, you are stressing the chocolate shell so that towards the end, yeah. there's not really any support between the top and bottom pieces yeah. of the chocolate. <laughs> and you've essentially and so, created a tinfoil bowl out of the wrapper that you're sucking right. and, stuff out of. And so, like, when you then bite down, the ice cream basically just starts sort of squeezing out of the, the yeah. chocolate. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. But that's the... You know, and, I as, I assume and, that this is ha- what they had to deal with in like the 1940s. Is that was the you, pinnacle of of <laughs> ice cream technology? Do so. you have a Do you have a hard time with the fact that like you want to chew the chocolate, but you want to get the ice cream out of your mouth before it uh, gives you like a uh, brain freeze? A little bit, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so you're kind of left with like chocolate remnants, and it's even worse. On what my my preferred Klondike bar is the Heath bar variant. Okay, yeah, where it's mm-hmm. got like the little bits of toffee sure. inside the chocolate, but that makes the problem even worse because you've got to chew that more, mm-hmm. you know. So there's just like a big difference, and yet we still have the Klondike bar. Yeah, we're getting rid of also, the Choco Taco now. My go just ahead. looking here, the Choco Taco, or sorry, not the Choco Taco, the Klondike bar uh, was introduced in 1922. It's a hundred year old piece of ice cream technology. <sighs> Holy cow. Yeah. That's incredible. Truly they knew how to make things back then. You couldn't you Jeez couldn't invent Louise. the Klondike bar nowadays. <laughs> you are watching a master at work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the but my take on this is that this is all a scam and that this is just a a publicity See, stunt Unilever to make is, de- is demand denying. for Choco Taco go up. Yeah, Unilever is denying that it's not a publicity stunt, but I don't know. We've seen this before. Anytime something gets this much coverage, like a food item going away, yeah. it's still here. You know what I mean? Right. I can still get a stupid, crappy Twinkie. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're just like, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's my... Re- I feel like just like it's unpaid labor. They're like using us to get excited and do their job yeah instead of, of getting people excited about because well, the they've had to that's do, not my job they've had to do spend zero dollars for marketing right they just have to send a press release that's like yeah we're discontinuing the choco taco and then everyone is like you what so yeah, yeah I, anyway. it's it's a dark art uh, t- t- public uh, like public relations it's is to me a vile there. act mm-hmm. um yeah. in a petersonian sense honest. it's warped and disgusting yeah so Wow. Um, yeah. Now, speaking of disgusting, I have something here that I I am for sure. Where this I, is another entry in the, uh, I don't know if we have a segment name for this, but this is the Chronicles of Aaron trying uh, novelty soft drink flavors. Yeah, it's it's closely related to gas station comestible corner, but I did get this at a gas station. So um, mostly that's most of my new things I'm getting at gas stations. It's one of the rare places I go. I visit. Um, They're just. I've spent the whole weekend <clears throat> proselytizing for sheets, so you know that's where <laughs> I'm at. So this is this is a. Uh, let me take a big breath so I can get all the the full name of this product out. Like, yeah, I please uh, use its full government name. Okay. The Artist Marshmallows Limited Edition Coca Cola Zero Sugar Creations Zero Calorie Soda. Um, it is a Coke flavor by the, I said that when I texted you, I said, I got the DJ marshmallows, um, thing, but he's the artist marshmallow. He's just yeah. not confined and to I just I want to be jockey. clear. It does literally say all of those words on the can. The artist yeah, like- marshmallows, limited edition Coca-Cola <laughs> zero sugar creations. <laughs> yeah. It's like so. a lot going on. So the flavor is watermelon strawberry. <laughs> Oh, and that's just that's, not that's just the flavor of like a wine cooler, to be honest, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how it's going to mix with Coke, but here it goes. I, I got the, the can. I'm going to pour it over some ice. Oh, dear. A, he about to do it, folks. 
Here, let me give you some <laughs> some sound. Well, the ice got stuck. Okay. It fully it's work. foaming a lot. Yeah. Well, you know. There we go. Okay, I, that that'll probably all get cut out by the noise gate, but whatever. Yeah, I didn't um, hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear any of that. Oh, I can hear the ice. Okay. Yeah. There's the ice. I couldn't right, hear the foaming. Go. You know, but yeah. What the? F <laughs> what? <laughs> this is all part of a promise I've made to myself to eat in a more healthy way, a better this diet. Is what? Oh, what the hell? What? This isn't what? <laughs> I think that's the. This is the best reaction you've yet had to one of these sort of products. This is just not good in any Man. way, shape, or form. It's like. This is fresh mountain stream water to Blah. this day. Yeah. It's too... First of all, it tastes like you're eating an entire tube of cherry chapstick. Mm, and I good. know not some good. of you know exactly what that tastes like. Yeah, I... Listen, I have never, <laughs> and I want to be very clear about this, <laughs> never eaten a thing of cherry chapstick when I was a small child. That's never Sometimes, happened. Come on, man. Inshla, you never will, but sometimes break. Yeah. when you're a child, you're just looking at it and you're and you just in a kingly manner just take a honk. That became worse. Yeah. Them's the break. This is this is really bad. I'm gonna try it again. Mm. May Allah awaken the people. It does Ugh. <laughs> How was that? Oh, burp there's like <laughs> Oh. I already it's am so eating bad. from the trash can all the time. Yeah. This does not taste like cherry or, or, or sorry, strawberry or watermelon. It tastes distinctly like medicinal cherry chapstick. Uh, it's, this is it's the like, one thing we didn't want to happen. It tastes like I'm drinking a petroleum product. It's very bad. Mm. And mm. it's not astringent mm. or anything like that. Like you'd expect it to be bad that way. It's... It's not. It's so. Yeah. I'm. I'm burping up now. It, uh, would you say is this is this like giving you an I'm ongoing? Is this giving you like ongoing damage as a result now? <laughs> yes. You're like, like taking two HP every couple of seconds. I have to like move it as far away from me as I can because I'm I'm gonna be tempted to keep drinking it just because like I I'm I'm sort of I can't believe how bad it is. Mm -hmm. Well. Well, anyway, you Coke. know, maybe, maybe we'll get them next time. I never did like the marsh, the artist marshmallow much. So, yeah, I'm not sure what the deal is with that guy. Question mark. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Speaking about, um, but talking of artists. Every morning, every day, My, <clears throat> I just had a, a memory unlocked of um, driving <laughs> See, with my I, father. I need, a, I need a sound clip for that. That's like core memory unlocked. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when did this song come out? Um, oh, uh, great question. Yeah. Uh, Nineteen ninety-nine. So this, wow, that what what March sixteenth, nineteen ninety-nine. We all remember so, 1999. Good year, 1999. <clears throat> Possibly the last good year. <laughs> 1999, I think, was like the last good year, really. Yeah. Maybe 2000 was all right. Yeah. Um. Gosh, yeah. The, so <laughs> let that one I, sink in for a moment. I have a distinct memory of driving with my dad, and for some reason, I think I was driving. Mm, and mm -hmm. was in so thus was in charge of the stereo which is like of course super rare with my dad like right yeah i that was not very often in in his music taste and my music taste like he didn't like much new music um so <laughs> i'm not a fan of this baroque movement okay <laughs> listen he, he's well you know it's like the but only new Taco music Bell's that he wanted canon. to hear was 
the only new music he wanted to hear was Jimmy Buffett's newest record. And then oh, okay. like <clears throat> he's a parrot head. Um, we, we shared a love of like oldies and stuff. And that was what usually what we listened to. But for some reason, you know, this is 1999. I was like, uh, 16, like 15, 16 time. Um, and we're driving and this song came on like a sugar Ray song. I think it was this song. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it and my dad was like, he looked at me with like the most befuddlement I've ever seen him have. And he went, so this, this guy, you think he's a good singer? <laughs> Do you understand I was like, that? <laughs> I was like, I mean, no, but I enjoy it. Like, <laughs> like listen, I don't, <clears throat> hey, you know, why do, why do I have to answer for... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, nobody's calling Jimmy Buffett a amazing vocalist. Like, yeah. get off. Like, <laughs> and I'm not. And I was put in the position of defending Sugar Ray, which I never wanted to do. Yeah, like, like Sugar Ray is sort of a joke band, but mm-hmm. they have some good songs. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the band looks like a total like douche, but yeah. I don't know. Um, they they basically are committing like blackface with their name, but. Mm. Uh, hmm. that's cool. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to defend the band, but this, I'm like, I'm enjoying this song. Mm-hmm. It was a, anyhow, I just remembered. Wow. I have no uh, idea what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so where are we at? Oh yeah. Let's do <laughs> how to work I it out. out. Uh, I just got up and moved. I'm trying to move my. <laughs> this is so dumb. It just started raining. Hmm. I'm gonna open the window real quick. Okay. Reporting live. Uh, I can't. How do I get my microphone out of this holder? That's the question. I don't know. <laughs> um. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Reporting live here. Live on air. Okay. Look, I can unscrew the whole arm. Yeah. Right. This is such a bad idea. Oh. <laughs> I love it. The bolt, the bolt that screws the arm in fell off. Okay, I'm not oh, going to. I was going to try to get the sound of the rain. Mm. All right, well. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> it was just like, uh, you know, I was. Yeah. I was trying to add to the theater of the mind here. Do you have the uh, sound, the the air horn sound that's also like the Zelda sound or whatever it is? I do. Would you like me to play that right I now? I would, yeah. That's what the rain sounds like in my mind. <laughs> okay. I think, wait, where did it go? Oh, no. It's it's in my, my save oh, damn. for later. Let me scroll down here. <laughs> what do you need? That- <laughs> <laughs> it's like a balm to my soul. Now, now of days you kind of need that, you know. Now, now of days, uh, you know, many such cases. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Do you see? I was hovering over the item to click it. <laughs> uh, yeah, now more than ever. <laughs> Gosh, dang it! You'll regret this. Um, unfortunately or fortunately, let's do the tweets. Let's do the tweets. Let's do the tweets. It's the let's tweet. It's the, the tweet tweets. segment. This time entitled "So True, Bestie." Um, <laughs> so true, Bestie. We have. Uh, so first, for background, were you aware that the uh, Mega Millions jackpot uh, lottery this week actually was false advertising because it was Mega Billions? I did not. I know there was a big lottery. I always know that because the the magnets. Oh, I'm still burping from this, Marshall. <laughs> the the maintenance people um come in and they all have they're all they're talking about lottery right. stuff. Yeah, so the the jackpot uh was 1.2 billion dollars, which, as I will note, is more than a, a million, and thus Mega Millions is wrong. They will be hearing from my lawyers for false <clears throat> advertising. Yeah, if if it was like um, many of millions, right? You know, multiple millions. Yeah, indeed. 
Um, and so, uh, so this has inspired lots of uh, uh, folks. Oh to no! Tweet. I just read this. Oh no! <laughs> this is uh, Dennis Hegstad so on Twitter who says, "If I had to choose between A, winning one point two billion dollars in the lottery, or B, a hundred thousand LinkedIn followers, I'm choosing option B every time." Never underestimate the power of having a personal brand online. E, 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 E. <laughs> yeah, I now, mean... I think that this person is trolling, but they are also building a new startup um, that claims to protect coupon codes from leaks. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they can get wrecked. That's like anti-proletarian stuff right. if I ever heard It's like, it. oh, are you using discount codes on Shopify and losing hundreds of dollars to leaks? Uh, oh, use our app to protect them. It's like, yeah, uh, people are leaking my coupon code, by which I mean they're like, you know, sending the coupon codes to one another. So I think we're two people who have pretty like the brand is strong. Like, um, I think stronger people, than the other folks whose brand was supposedly strong. Am I right, folks? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's when the blessings come in. Respectfully, does this mean that we can steal more of their soundboard bits and not feel bad about it anymore? They're not using it. Let's take yeah. their whole soundboard. Right. I don't know if I have any more. I think I do. What What else did they have on theirs that I have? Um, another one. I mean, that's that's obvious. Everyone has that one. Yeah. Let me go back through my safe for later. I got. Uh, yeah. No. I don't. Sorry. Well, I've I've got it one is here. What it is. That I've got one here. It's um. I never realized anyway. what was going on with this, the bass there. I'm sorry. That's a good song. That's a banger. That's it's well produced. You, you got to say that much about it. Yeah. They a lot they of lot, lot going on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of the best songs. I, I, I had a band where we recorded it. We saved up our monies and recorded it. We had like, I think it was like 1300 bucks is how much it cost to record for, um, Recording and mastering in a three-day weekend, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we would just stay down there and we, we at my friend who lived at the same place near the studio, be in the studio all day, go home, sleep, go back in the studio all day, um, trying to record a full album in three days because we were poor, um, which is not advisable. But like yeah. towards the end of the recording, I was like, well, there's one more song I want to throw on here. We've barely practiced it. Um, I don't even know all the parts. So like I had to play all of the, like, like we, I didn't play the drums, but I laid down like the guitar and the bass and a keyboard. <clears throat> and it was so like last minute, I was just having fun. We did that thing where you record everybody in the room singing along and having fun with it, you know, mm -hmm. tambourines and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, like it was the number one track on the album pretty much like, Everyone was like, this song is, I mean, this stuff is all right, but this is a good song. And I'm like, that song was like straight out of our butts. <laughs> and I feel like that's what this song is. But like, that's such a good thing. It's like a pure thing. I'm a fan of it. Yeah. Um, what, now, What's this next tweet? Well, I just want to note here. Um, it's lovely to read the YouTube comments on like a piece of music because they're unhinged. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. One of them is, I remember this song from back in the days, but they spell it D-A-Y apostrophe S, um, <laughs> which is amusing. Uh, yeah. Another person says, listen to this daily. Love it. Daily? <laughs> it's got to be like their alarm clock. Yeah, it's a little much. Someone here says, 11-25-2020, Thanksgiving at 6.13 a.m. So thank you for that. Not sure what that has to do with the song Every Morning by Sugar Ray, but, <laughs> you know, thank you. 
Um, anyway, uh, just to close, I feel like we don't need to talk about how stupid it is to say you're going to have LinkedIn followers. Um, so we'll, we'll close. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we're just like, this guy's like, there's this, he's, he's a dentist, you know, yeah. like, we can close the file on that one. <clears throat> there's yeah. dentists that are Pragers. There's dentists that are Hegstads. They're all dentists. I, I only know one good dentist, uh, and he is my close personal friend. So, you know. Well, good for that, Dennis. Yeah. One good, the one good Dennis. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Nathan J. Robinson. Uh, Aaron, how do you feel about Nathan J. Robinson these days? Nathan J. Robinson is like, um, a, he's like a character from a like noir detective novel, and I yeah. and I can't tell whether he's a good guy or a bad guy. He's like, but a, he's, yeah, he's like a champagne socialist kind of. I think yeah, he lost a lot stuff- of his credibility when the staff of his nominally socialist magazine was like, hey, uh, we want to like unionize kind of thing or like, you know, take have like, uh, you know, like employee ownership of it. And he was like, no, no, we're not going to do that and fired them all. So. Yeah, he, he he's he's a bit of a hypocrite and a we- he's I mean, he's a weirdo, you know? Yeah. He's I'm not going to make fun of his voice like other people do because I feel like uh, he, he's he's got he parents do, from different countries. He do be countries. having an unusual that's, accent. We can say that much. It's uncommon. But that's like that that happens to people. I mean, yeah. I, it, 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 he's he's a strange fellow. Some of his stuff, some of his articles have been really good. Like when he just like goes to town on somebody. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting well, thing to he's watch. He's decided to go to town on somebody <clears throat> this week. Um, and yeah. who has he gone to town on? John Fetterman, uh, <laughs> Democratic <laughs> Senate candidate for Pennsylvania, running against um, Dr. Oz. Dem- Dr. Uh, Ozymandias, yes. Dr. Oz, Republican Senate candidate uh, for Pennsylvania, but from New Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. And if you've been paying attention on Twitter at all, you will note that um, John Fetterman, or I guess more properly his staff, um, have been doing the good tweets about, you know, Dr. Oz or whatever. What's what's mostly funny is Dr. Oz keeps trying to own Fetterman in some ridiculous <laughs> way. Yeah. Um, and really just keeps like falling into the trap that Fetterman's folks have set for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's constantly stepping on his own dick, and it's hilarious. Yeah, but uh, what Nathan has to say about this is he says, not a fan of John Fetterman's, quote, relentless trolling, unquote, of Dr. Oz, now leading media to ask whether Fetterman can, quote, shitpost his way to the Senate, unquote. We need an inspiring progressive campaign built around issues that matter to people. This is not that. Uh, And I just want to say, you know, why not both? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Why can't it be both? Like, it's... He it's says, not that difficult. He follows up and says, yeah, it's funny, and Dr. Oz completely sucks, but at a certain point, it's too much, and the whole reason people believe in Fetterman is that they think he's going to actually get stuff done as a senator, so let's hear more about that. Which, like, true enough, but also, like, he's going to be one senator for a party that is not known for generally being able to do much in the Senate. Like, even It's if an he election wa- between two people, so the choice is yeah. one of those two people. So, well, and even if he wants to do stuff in the Senate, like the party's not going to let him. So, no, and I think we all no. know that, you know. I mean, we know electoral politics is a dead end these days. Like, it, but, but like for what it is, it's not bad. I, I, it seems like a very silly thing to focus on. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and, and o- Owen Higgins uh, replied to nathan j robinson has said wow the media is seizing on one minor aspect of a campaign and making it the focus rather than the progressive message he's running on his fault for tweeting they totally would cover these issues otherwise <laughs> it's like yeah obviously yeah. they don't they want the story that's like the you know the hot gossip you know like this is the this is the no stakes story that's just like you know gets cl- clicks all they're not going to talk about like, his actual policies. Everyone looking at this who's 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 at all familiar with Nathan J. Robinson's supervillain arc knows that like he's he's only concerned about this because he got his fifis hurt when people on online were mad at him. He got he logged yeah. onto the computer one day where all of his friends are, 
and all of his friends on the computer had disappeared, and everyone was yelling at him. Right. So now so, everyone on the computer is bad. What you can do you is know? in this in this tweet where he says, "Not a fan of John Fetterman's relentless trolling of Doctor Oz." You can replace John Fetterman with everyone on Twitter and Doctor Oz with me, so that it reads, yeah. "Not a fan of everyone on Twitter's relentless trolling of me," and that's really what it's about. Yeah. And I can understand how that would be difficult as a public personality, but that's that's the wager. I, but I also, mean, I wouldn't have tripped over my own dick and fired most <laughs> of my staff because they were like, hey, can we actually yeah. live out some of our principles? And you're like, no, actually, I want to be the dictator of this publication. Right, right. I alone so. can fix it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that personality trait seems trolling. to be the kind it's of... We do a little trolling. <laughs> the kind of people who, who get uh trolled and get bullied online for i mean you Up know yours woke moralist <laughs> um mm. this is an interesting one oh uh you uh, mean this Sorry, go ahead. Either you got better at this, or I got worse at this. I know it's not Because I never that? see him coming. <laughs> I never see him coming. I'm sorry, I <clears throat> I condemn my own relentless trolling of Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to write an article about how it's actually really <laughs> found my own unfair. Magazine. Yeah. To to play random 90s songs at people while they're trying to record. <laughs> Actually, we also saw a dog eat an avocado right. today. <laughs> Don't ever let me become that self-serious. Yeah. No, I won't. Why, why is... Wait, what is going... Siri, I'm not talking While you figure that out. I'm not going to edit it. That's going to be. Now that's all going to be out of time. I'm not fixing it. I'm not fixing it this time. Okay. No. no. Deal with it. Sorry, listeners. You get what you get and you don't get upset. Listen, listen, you guys aren't paying for this. All right. Which reminds me, go to the Patreon. (laughs) You should be. You should be paying for this. Patreon.com slash good stuff. Support the network yeah. that makes all of this possible. Read the books, yeah, we, read the manuals. And if you can't afford, listen, I understand some people can't afford to pay for podcasts or they're not financially stupid like I am to pay for podcasts. Right. They shouldn't <laughs> waste their money. But, you know, um, Let, like tell, you tell other people this. about our show. Some some kind soul on Twitter the other day tweeted us, tweeted at us can, um i'm gonna pull that up real quick well uh, actually you know who we have to thank for this person uh who whose name you will quickly find here um <clears throat> i'm man uh, there's a lot of Standplatz okay. krk yeah 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 okay yeah. uh tweeted 10 patreon 10 podcasts i'd throw patreon money money at if i had money part one and they named us um in the same tweet <laughs> uh, that they mention us, they also mention Trash Future, Bunta Vista, uh, and Minion Death Cult, uh, and Podcast Locked Party. So we're in good company. So thank you for that. And also, big thank you to Marley's for uh, introducing this person to our podcast. List- listener yeah, Marley's, see, that's. So. That's how that's how it works. You it's called you word like of the mouth. show. You don't have money, but you like tell people about our dumb program. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. share clips with them. Um, you know, you like it's. Be- yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you have to say that. Like, and I don't like to say that because I hate asking for things or begging. I hate like, but you know what? I'm sick of this crap. We do this show. We have like literally 50 listeners. You, you're listening to this. You, we're talking to only 50 you're people. Unique. This, you're one of you're like unique. between 50 and 80 people, depending on like the the way, the time of year. <laughs> I was just listening to the Conan O'Brien podcast. Conan O'Brien needs a friend, uh, and he did a. It's actually really good. I'm. I'm. I. I it's a little it. overproduced. Um, well, it is. It's gotten better, but yeah. Um. He was doing a sort of a retrospective on the Tonight Show, like how we got the Tonight Show, like a like kind of a special episode. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about like how when the show ended, all of these people came out of the woodwork to tell him like, 
you know, you changed like this was the only show on that I was like, this is what I want. Like, this is what I want to do. Okay. I'm going to get into comedy. And it's like all these great, you know, Titans of the industry and really creative people. He admires had basically, he was the influence on them. And he's like, anytime they tell me that I don't feel like, I do feel appreciation, but the thing I feel is you couldn't have like told me back then. You could, yeah. <laughs> couldn't have written a letter. Like <laughs> there's a way to get a hold of it. Like, and I think that's so true. Like sometimes we just don't tell people when we appreciate things and you should do that. Cause like it makes a difference. Anyhow, share our show with your friends. There's a Patreon. If you're, if you, you throw money at it, I don't, it's a you labor know. of love. This, <laughs> you know, listen, yeah, we, here's the thing, you know, we enjoy doing the podcast, but we expose ourselves to some, some truly atomic <laughs> takes. Yeah. And yeah. then we filter we're, them for you. So. You know, we're, we're, it's almost Orwellian if you think about it, but we're donning these like suits and going down into the, the depths of the earth, you know? That's actually, yeah, sometimes why we have difficulty podcasting is because while we do the podcast, both Aaron and I are wearing big like bunny suits to protect ourselves. <laughs> while and we if record. we take them off, the amount of radiation that emanates from us uh, damages all of our electrical equipment and we can't record yeah. them. That's right. So, anyway. We're in the, we're in the Keep world. Europe's war on cars out of America. Andrew, yeah, so go. go this is it. an article in Forbes, uh, which, of course, we love, um, mm. uh, by yeah. uh, Diana Furtz. You know what? It's, it's not my favorite. It's my second favorite. My, my favorite is Fibes. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Five? Because <laughs> of four? Thurbs is right out. Thurbs, get out of here. Don't show me an article from Thurbs. <laughs> throw it directly into the trash yeah. i'm so sorry um <laughs> go ahead so this is uh, uh from uh, uh a uh contributor to forbes who um notably was uh, one of the assistant secretaries of transportation under donald trump and also mm -hmm. was uh uh a fellow at the manhattan institute that's the same <laughs> uh institute that employs the guy who's pushing the whole uh critical race theory panic um, yeah. And an economist, I should note, someone who has a degree in economism or whatever it's called, economics. The, um, the, the non-science of economy. Yeah. So this is uh, the war against the private car in Europe is alive and well, and Americans should take notice the fight crosses the Atlantic. Call it pedestrian <laughs> precincts, vision zero or ultra low emission zones. The story is the same. Cars are bad. Biking is good. Walking is better. Public transit is better still. And the best of all is to stay home. Cities are being hollowed oh, out it. by pedestrian oh. precincts. He said all those things as if they were bad, and we'd all go, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> European motor fuel taxes raise gasoline prices to $9 per gallon. Parking is difficult to find. The concept that cars are a boon to families and improve lives and choice of jobs seems completely foreign to France and the UK, two countries I visited this month. Maybe because it is. <laughs> Maybe because it's not like the, the only way. <laughs> My my favorite genre lately is rich fuckwad Americans going to uh, to you know Europe or somewhere and yeah. being upset because it's not like Disneyland catering to their every little desire and it's it's not like America. This is preposterous to me. Like, right? You guys are so stupid. Cities are being hollowed out by pedestrian precincts. Just just let that sink in for a moment. That's how evil this stuff is. With commerce for residents moving outside the centers of town, leaving the quaint city streets for tourists, locals need not visit. American transportation policy is mistakenly copying Europe, and it's not only the higher gas prices and smaller planned electric vehicles. Bike lanes are proliferating and parking spaces vanishing. Which, again, like saying like that's supposed to be a bad thing. So um, one example, the Department of Transportation in Washington, D.C. is planning to reconfigure Connecticut Avenue, one of the major arteries of the city, by removing two major lanes of traffic, replacing them with bike lanes. The plan doesn't account for fire engines pulling out of their stations or existing right turn lanes. Other bike lanes in Washington see minimal commuter traffic. With regard to parking spaces, the motto among U.S. transportation planners seems to be if you don't build them, they won't come, which is remarkable because parking minimums are still a thing like that are required in, in most places. Yeah. But sure. A planned reconfiguration of Union Station in D.C. will result in the loss of hundreds of parking spaces. Restaurants are taking over valuable curbside spaces for dining. <sighs> 
this is just like like did did a bunch of parking companies pay you to write this <laughs> did big asphalt write this yeah the, so <laughs> like, so she went to france in the uk she went to montpellier france was one of the great commercial centers uh, of europe where global merchants would come to exchange wares uh Mont- montpellier uh, once had great transportation networks no more today it boasts a pedestrian precinct one of the largest in europe covering most of the city center the main race rail station and airport are not near the city center as a result those traveling from outside of out of town must stop well outside the town and take a bus or walk that may be good for the heart but it is not good for vibrant commerce uh and then she doesn't explain how <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of Montpellier, France. Yeah. Um, it is a uh, like medieval city. Uh huh. Um, you would not. I wouldn't want to drive a car. Would you here. say um, that this the pedestrian-only city center of Montpellier is little more than a tourist trade clutching to the relics of a once proud commercial center? I would like to go to there. I would like to live here. This looks delightful. According to her, and I want to be clear, she's emphasizing this is a bad thing. Montpellier's uh, city center is filled with stores selling candies, baskets, ice cream, and trendy fashions. It is pleasant for tourism, but not for other uses. I'm just going to... um. I mean, why do all those people live there? What I don't... You are when the I tourist. You understand this, this right? Like, yeah. When I visited early this month, hardly anyone was walking around at 9 a.m. or even 10 a.m. Well, maybe that's because it's look at that France. Dy- <laughs> look at that dystopia I just sent you a picture yeah, of. Yeah, that looks horrible. Doesn't that look horrible? Oh, yeah, Doesn't I that- can't park my Cadillac Escalade anywhere in this photo. <laughs> who would, who would want to go there? Let me find another picture uh, that sort of describes, you know... Um, you get you get kind of get a good view of the city. Uh, Montpellier's war against the automobile has ended in complete vanquishing of the automobile. Good, good writing. This central city is automobile free and seemingly people free as well. Hmm, seemingly. <laughs> okay, that's this. That's now the, you that post a like picture a here. And there, there are like at least five people in this photo. Probably a lot <laughs> more. There's like hundreds of people around this square and they're all in these like shaded little cafe things. It's delightful. It's I just I don't Yeah. I don't understand who this is written for. It's definitely not written for us. Um Then then she talks of Britain. She went to Cambridge, used to be a commercial center, now it has a pedestrian precinct filled with streams of tourists. Only residential parking is available outside people's homes, so visitors and caregivers cannot travel directly by car. Pity the repairman who arrives by car in Newham. Newham? That's weird. I think that's a that's not, That's made up. A close-in Cambridge <laughs> suburb and expects to repair a sink or refrigerator. This isn't a problem, by the way. A repairman could get there fine. That's, that's a, uh, The greatest general in the war against cars is undoubtedly London. Uh, no, it isn't. She just didn't go what? to anywhere in the Netherlands. <laughs> It has both a low emission zone and ultra low emission zone. Uh, if you don't meet the standards, you're charged $15 a day. Um, and then they also have the $18 fee to drive into the congestion charge zone between 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday to Friday. Uh, and between noon and 6 p.m. on weekends and federal holidays. The UK does not have federal holidays. It's not a federal system there, but anyway. Yeah, uh, I'm so pretty sure here, it's not a federation. <laughs> European transportation costs fall unduly on those least able to pay, such as healthcare workers who need cars but have low salaries. This is not... I don't think in London that people are... The people who are driving in and paying the congestion charge are usually not those least able to pay because they would take the tube. I found something in Cambridge while while I was looking at a map of Cambridge yeah, right you did, now. Yeah. Mhm. Someone from England want to tell me what Jesus Green is? <laughs> dude, dude, and, I had some of that Jesus Green last pool. night. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, his name's Jesus. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you got the dealer's name is Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Roomy Roomy Park with pool and tennis court. So it's not even it's, <laughs> Yeah. Weird. What a silly country. 
Uh, she goes on to say here, um, European transportation costs disproportionately affect people with large families who need larger cars but are prohibited from owning one by the environmental regulations. None of that is true. Uh, no one in Europe or in these places that she's talking about like needs a large car because they have other ways to get... This seems like the kind of person who would like go to France and then never take the train. Like just yeah, as a matter afraid, of principle. Because they're afraid they might see an African immigrant. Right. Yeah. So they're like they they can only conceptualize cars as a way of getting around. They literally cannot imagine that there might be other ways. Um That's because they're a they're a, 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 a king, a little individual, a little monarch, and they don't deserve yeah. to have to be around any other person. They 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 should go with the, in a little sedan chair everywhere they want to travel. And then what really what really sells it that like this person has no idea what going on what's going on is she says most disturbingly the European war against cars means little if any organized resistance. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if that means that it's popular then. Actually, I wonder why. Why would that be? Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you really call it a war if like the the invading army comes in and everyone goes? Oh my gosh, thank you. Where failing to adhere to environmental (laughs) catechisms is a public sin, Europe slouches towards a dystopian society in which owning or using a large non-electric car, one of the greatest social inventions of the 20th century, is subject to public scorn. Ay, ay, ay. (laughs) This is just like, there's, I'm just worried that there's weirdos out there reading this who are like, yeah! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, no, nobody's reading this. How many people are reading this article? Yeah. Think? Um, the only comments on this article are people who are like, "I live in Cambridge, and you are a crank." <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that's not the c word they use, and you know or, it. Or someone who said, uh, <laughs> "Someone who said, if you believe that the war on cars is terrible for the local populace, Google Montpellier supermarkets and then look at the map." <laughs> Oh, wait, let's look at that. Yeah, well, because she she made the point that like there are no supermarkets in the city center of Montpellier. They've all had to move outside the city center because of the pedestrian precinct. So let's Google Mont- um, Montpellier. No, there's tons. Supermarket. There's t- I'm looking at. There's there's literally like a supermarket down the street from the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah, um, I'm looking here and I see I count at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Carrefours. Eight. <laughs> there are literally what's, what's literally tons mono, of supermarkets. Monoprix Polygon. What is that? That sounds like I a password. Know. Yeah. <laughs> By the Spar? way, are. Mont, let's see, Montpellier. There's Spar, and then there's Spar Montpellier Juvenel. Is that a children's store? A store for children? It just looks like produce. Now, okay, so I have I have looked here, and it it does look like that what she said about the um the train station not being in the city center is correct. Um, it is mm-hmm. just outside the city center. But I will note that as your pictures that you posted here um, demonstrate, uh, there are trams. Yeah, and you they just will take change you, from a train to a tram. They will take you, which she even says that like you have to get on a bus. But for people like this, getting on a bus is you know like defiling themselves in some way. Also, why so. would you do? You, you think that they should put the train stop? Right in this little te- this little square. Yeah, you're gonna like, demolish the like you're, you're medieval a, center of this town. A train going 120 miles an hour and then it just goes and lets people off. And, well, and the best the best thing too is she said like, oh, uh, also the airport isn't in the city center, and I'm like, which city ever has an airport in the center of it? That's the <laughs> dumbest idea in history. Nobody nobody wants planes flying right by their like jets yeah. flying right by their. Anyway, this is this is a very weird way to brag that you went to the uh, the French Riviera, the the Mediterranean coast of France, and you you hated it there because you couldn't drive around. Which, by the way, you can drive around just fine. (laughs) Literally, their train station is right next to one of their highways. It's fine. You'll manage. I just put my comments in the show notes for people. Okay, they'll have to read them. Right under that picture. Just, I put it's an one, emoji it's a one, here of a... One oh, emoji yeah. comment. I think anyway. we all know what that means. Yeah. Anyway. It's time for... Transition. <laughs> transition. 
The flange on the acoustic is an incredible move. Yeah. Well, we look. You know, I, I know I mentioned this last the... week, but we love a yeah. bridge, don't we, folks? We do love a bridge. This is a good bridge. Um, I just speaking of good uh, bridges, I just tried the um, marshmallows. The artist marshmallows limited again. edition Coca Cola Zero Sugar Creations Zero Calorie Cola, and it's this still disgusting. One... And I want to jump off a bridge <laughs> for how terrible it tastes. Oh. It's so bad. Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> oh. Uh anyway. Gabagool. Um you got to hit the uh, you got to hit the transition. I got to Oh, I do Okay, I was just not I mean it Seems seems like we don't, we've moved past it at this point, you Well, know? you know. Um so, Tim Hortons. Are you familiar familiar with him Hortons? I've I've heard of his bits, yeah, um, and how much people in the the northern Canadian lands love Tim's bits. Well, it's interesting. I, I don't because... I don't ask further questions because I'm not trying to be you know judgmental or a kink shame or I I've you know, I've actually found that a number of Canadians actually love despise, his love is love. Uh, the the Himatortons. Oh. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and they certainly have more reasons to do so. Um, because it turns out, um, that uh, the Tim Hortons app, you know, because because every every food company has an app now of days. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just can never see them coming. <laughs> um. They so they have an app, uh, and apparently it was collecting all sorts of geolocation data, uh, for Oof. like two years. Um, Oof. and so they Tim Hortons got sued over this, uh, with a class action lawsuit. And the proposed settlement is, uh, eligible users will receive a free hot beverage and a free baked good. Now, we got them. This is the thing is to many of those affected, this is effectively an insult because, like. In certain parts of Canada, or to certain Canadians, including some of our listeners, offering them a free hot beverage and baked good from Tim Hortons is effectively slapping them in the face. So <laughs> they're like, "Fine, here, have some swill, whatever." Right? Yeah. Which you know, uh, but frankly, I find it funny that they're like, "Yeah, we're sorry that we like stole your data." Um, here's a donut. I hope that makes up for it. And here's here's some of the worst coffee known to man. Here's a here's a uh, beaver tail. That's a thing there, right? Beaver tails. No, that's a separate chain and a separate product, which I understand is mostly catered towards tourists. So, wow. but they are ve- they are very good. I will I will say this: I love a beaver tail. They're very tasty. <clears throat> I've never had any. Never They're had very any beaver, expensive. Never had any tail. You know what? Uh, I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a wild show. This is a, this is what happens when we have a short one. So yeah, we have, we're too much. There's too much room for activities on this episode. Yeah, uh, makes me wild out a little bit. I'm sorry. Some good news. Uh, turns out there's no. Anyway, real, real, real heads. No. Mm. Okay. Real, real, real heads, real heads. know what's going, what's going on right now. So it turns out that, uh, LAPD does not have a culture of violence. Yeah. Do you know Um, that? What happened is, uh, the, so the Los Angeles police department investigated the Los Angeles police department SWAT unit. Um, and what they've determined okay. is that uh, uh, the SWAT unit rarely resorts to using force and does not glorify violence, as one former member alleged. Hmm. So basically, this is like if you said, if you told me that I suck shit and then I, you know, went 
away for a moment, came back and said, good news, I've determined that I actually don't. Well, I must respect the scientific process. <laughs> I think, yeah, listen, you know, they, they went through, a, uh, you know, an internal investigation process, and I think we have to respect that. I'm sure it was, uh, you know, um, perfectly um, unbiased um, and, you know, free of any sort of, um, I don't know, shenanigans or things like that. So, um, you know. You can try when you know what the thing you, uh, you say anything bad about the SWAT. I, I understand, right? But the one thing you can't say about them is that they're dishonest. They're just known for always doing the right thing. You know, when they make mistakes, they come forward. What they you don't have ever, to understand is that they don't ever form gangs. They're not. They're not essentially a legalized form of a gang. Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, um anything that that might occasionally happen, for example, like a time that a member of the unit said happy hunting to other SWAT officers before a fatal police shooting, um that's an isolated incident. Um and any any sort of thing that that happens, that's an isolated incident. And no matter how many of those things may happen, they're all isolated. They don't um imply any sort of pattern or you know, culture at all. They're all individual isolated incidents that have no connection to each other. Um, and I just want to be very clear about that. Um, so yeah, they're, they're certainly not our society's, um, brown shirts. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're so. not, they're not our stormtroopers. And, you know, listen, um, it's important to note that um, they did not use force in 1,200 of the 1,350 incidents they responded to in the past 10 years, um, according to their own, you know, self-reporting. So we asked them, we said, did you use force? They said no. And we said, okay. So, you know, I think that just goes to show you um, that, you know, it's all just... Uh, you know, all in the up and listen, up. Don't make me say it. You know, if you understand this, so um, anyway, <laughs> it's true. Before we go, I want to check in on your woodworking. I just realized I didn't bring that up. I've I've not uh, done any woodworking in a bit. Um, okay, which you know, in I'd like bit? to get back to it, but yeah, a router a bit, bit, drill bit, auger bit, that sort of thing. Um, I would yeah. like to get back to it, but I've been pressed for time lately. Uh, what with job stuff and all of that, so mm, you know yes, how it is. Yes, you know. I do. Yeah, I don't know if you I, wanted to address that at all. Is. I, I didn't, you know, but address address um everything that's terrible in my well, life. Well, you 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 made a tweet, or rather, a series <laughs> of tweets. Uh, and I yeah. think we just want to direct people to those tweets. Uh, yeah. Know. If you want to know what's going on in my life, go to my Twitter profile. It's the pinned tweets um it doesn't even really include anything i don't think i really talked about my job in there but that's also um yeah you know i think anybody who's a worker right now understands yeah the difficulties of being a worker right now uh, absolutely we're not, not gonna make not this great. a downer you know podcast episode i think <laughs> downer Just that i barely know her hit that sugar ray don't say a word Getting, I'm just, I'm just receiving word. This song is about infidelity. Uh, sorry. What? Can you repeat that? That's a <laughs> song. I, I. Uh, <laughs> where's my? Hang on. <laughs> I'm reading. I'm reading the Daily Star. Um, Sugar Ray's every morning has a seriously filthy hidden meaning. Mm. Uh, take Nicki Minaj rapping about wet dreams on Light Me Up or Jason Derulo's unsubtle oral sex jam, Swalla. This, that's a hell of a lead. That, yeah. I'm going to hand it to this that's writer. That's extraordinary rebuke. Yeah. Emma Kelly, you did this in 2017, ahead of your time. 
But even 90s songs you presume to be innocent are actually pure filth. Now, I don't know about you, Andrew. Did you presume this song to be innocent? No. Um, this is I what I, I enjoy didn't. is an article that's like the hidden meaning. And it's like, you mean the song whose lyrics are, I know it's not mine, but I see if I can use it for the weekend or a one night stand might be about infidelity when you're talking and about even that's dirtier than you remember because the quote unquote halo is in fact a condom but according to buzzfeed the rest of the song is I about, don't know about that pegging for the uninitiated okay. <laughs> and then it describes pegging i'm not going to read that <laughs> This website claims the lyrics, something's got me reeling, stop me from believing, turn me around again, said that we can do it, you know I want to do it again, was alluding to that particular sex act. I feel that may be a stretch. (laughs) Uh, Reporter Adam Ellis tweeted at the singer, Sugar Ray's Every Morning is clearly about pegging. Can you confirm, Mark McGrath? And Mark replied, Finally, an eloquent response to the clearly obvious. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Whatever. Uh, people are so... What's... Oh, we we are not going to make it, I don't think. I think um, this is... Enjoy humanity the while The hidden lasts, meaning between Beto- behind Beethoven's Ode to Joy. Oh man! Oh, All right, well, we should probably stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I don't know. <laughs> we do not care. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing